Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, I am joined by Bailey Adams of Bucks Nation to talk a little bit of Buccaneers training camp. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by Bailey Adams. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at Bailey J Adams 22, and at Bucks underscore Nation. I'm wondering how many of you tune out my intro because it's the same every time and didn't notice that I didn't say David Harrison and instead said the name of this fine gentleman from Bucks Nation, Bailey Adams. Bailey, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing well. Um, was out of training camp the last two days. Not today, but not not Sunday, Friday and Saturday, but I'm um, doing well. Um, football's back and I'm, I'm excited just to see football all up and down the timeline. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> it's it's been It's been way too long. And of course, yeah. As we're recording this, the uh, the padded practice is still occurring. Uh, unfortunately, there appears to have been a serious injury. Safety Orion Stewart uh, was carted off the field with a with a knee injury. Does not look pretty. But we're not going to dwell on the negative, Bailey. We're going to talk about your experience while you were there. So why don't we just go ahead and, and kick things off with? Uh, some of the big takeaways that you had as far as things that you really, really enjoyed. And where to begin? Um, first of all, on uh, Friday, first day of practice, they were forced inside due to uh, just pouring down rain. Um, so it was my first chance to be inside the indoor facility. And despite how humid it was inside there, I really enjoyed the just the aesthetic of it. And it was really cool being in there. Um, but man, the, the first two days, what really stood out to me first and foremost was the play of the secondary. Uh, Bruce Arians has talked about it all, all off season long saying, I love the, I love the secondary and it's a bunch of young guys. Not everyone has seen them play yet because they're running little rookies. Um, but man, in the first two days of practice, they're flying around looking to have, have Todd Bowles defense down pretty well and getting their hands on passes, picking off passes all over the place. Um, I wrote about it for Bucks nation, but Sean Murphy Bunting, the rookie, the second rounder, is a guy that stood out to me in a big way early on. Um, and, man, Carlton Davis had a really good day on Saturday. Um, yeah, there's the, overall, I came away very impressed with the secondary. Obviously, it's the first two days of practice. Don't want to read too much into it. But, man, it's, it's better that they're looking good early on than, than looking like garbage, you know. Yeah, well, and let's let's dive into that just a little bit because one of the biggest positions of concern for the Bucks, obviously, is the secondary. They they spent a lot of draft capital for the second year in a row on corners and safeties, <clears throat> and yeah, you know, they were doing really really well. You know, from everything that that those of us that weren't in attendance could see, um, one particular outlet decided to blame Jameis for all the interceptions. Is was it a combination of the two? Did Jameis look that bad, or or was it more the secondary making him look bad? In, in your opinion? Okay, so um, most of the time I thought it was it was just the secondary making good plays. Jameis made a couple bad throws. Um, I'll be honest. To be honest with you, um, yeah, Jameis didn't look his best. I wouldn't say that he had two very clean practices, but I think the secondary was just, they were flying around getting in the right position to make plays. Um, and of course, you know, it's, it's practice. They're going to go back and forth and, and Jameis beat them a couple times, um, just like they were beating him. So I, honestly, I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, 
I think it's a little bit of a combination of both, like you were talking about um, in your question. But yeah, it's, it's nothing that I'm overly concerned about. Um, you know, it, it's the same thing with every training camp. It's a guy throws a pick and it's, oh no, the quarterback's bad. And then you're like, oh cool, the secondary's good. Like it's just, it can go either way every single play. So um, yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, but just, yeah, the, the secondary is what I came away impressed with. And then Jameis made, made some very nice throws as well. Okay. Let's um let's shift over to the one of the other big position groups of concern and talk about the running backs. Bruce Arians has been basically beating this dead horse about how much he loves the the running backs and how important the running game is and and basically anything that you could imagine that he would say uh even as far as clichés are concerned. That's exactly what he was saying. So what did you take away from the running backs? More, m- mostly, what did you see in Ronald Jones? Does he look like a different guy, or is it was it just too hard to tell because we're still talking about you know shorts and shells? Yeah, considering they were in, in shorts and shells, it was a little tough to tell. But one thing I took away from the position group as a whole was that they were very, very involved in the passing game in the first two days. And I know Coach Arians had talked about getting the running backs involved in the passing game and just looking at his, his history in Arizona. I know David Johnson was a guy that, that caught a lot of passes out of the backfield. And that's something for the first two days that we saw a lot of is, is not only checkdowns, but, you know, uh, plays by design, getting the ball to the running back. Uh, as far as Ronald Jones, I mean, as you can't tell so much without pads on, but I think he looks, I mean, just the way he was practicing, I can't really compare it too much to last year because I didn't make it out last year, but, I thought he looked confident. He looked comfortable out there. Um, you know, he looked quick. Looked like he was making explosive plays as far as the the eleven on elevens and then seven on sevens and everything like that. Um, but one thing I, I will say is, even though they weren't in pads, it was there was more contact than than you would think, I, I believe. And there wasn't a ton, but he, he could see him getting through the line a couple times, which was encouraging to see. Um, I'm very intrigued to see how things work out in pads over the first couple of days for him. But man, yeah, overall, the, the running backs uh, in their shells, they looked good. They looked like they were, they were quick. Um, looked like they were in great shape, obviously. And yeah, the big thing though was, was catching the passes out of the backfield. And I really liked that a lot. It, how, how intense is this kicking competition? I, man, I, I'm not sure because <laughs> I think I was having a conversation with, with Evan Winter um, before training camp on Friday. I think it was with him, but we were talking. I was like, is Cairo Santos still on the roster? Because for some reason in my head, I thought maybe they could cut him. But yeah, he's, he's on the roster. And I guess that was my way of just thinking the, the job is Matt Gaze already. But yeah, the first two days, uh, fr- uh, Friday, Santos kicked and went eight of nine. His lone, his lone miss was on the deep one, I think, from 50 plus. Um, he looked really good, just knocking him through. And then on Saturday, Matt Gay was was very impressive. His lone miss was, I think, from 48 or so, and it went off the right upright. Um, I think almost banked in, honestly. But then he made two deep ones. Uh, I unofficially had him at like 53, 57, something like that. So the fact that they there was only one miss each for for both of them on the first two days makes me think, you know, that that's close. I just think with the, the draft capital, the fact they spent a draft pick on Matt Gay, I think he's he's going to get, like Roberto Aguayo a couple of years ago, I think he's going to get every shot to, to win that job. 
I don't know. Santos was nine for nine today and hit a 57 yarder. That would have been good from about 85. Well, I didn't see that. So man, <laughs> that, that changes, that changes things. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting. I think, uh, you know, just talking to talking to people about it, it's obviously going to come down to how they perform in preseason, preseason games. Um, Cause I mean, you can, you can knock these kicks through all day and, not have any pressure on and there's not a ton of pressure on the preseason obviously but just with with the crowd noise with you know yourself kind of getting in your head a little bit i'm interested to see how how coach arians handles um giving them those opportunities in preseason games and also just see how the how about kickers handle that let's let's jump over to some things that you were um a little concerned about what kind of things happened in in camp that you you know, kind of made you cringe a little bit or, or just isn't up to the level that you feel that uh, that the Bucks need to be? Well, we talked a little bit about it earlier, and I know I said that I wouldn't read too much into it, so I'm going to give that disclaimer again, but the quarterbacks haven't looked overly impressive in the first couple of days. Um, on, fr- on Friday in particular, uh, I, I wrote a piece actually at the Bucks Nation saying how, how impressive Blaine Gabbert was. He hit Rashad Perriman on a couple of deep balls. And then on Saturday, he did not follow that up very well. Um, not sure how he's been doing today on Sunday yet, but um, I, I think I saw he had a couple picks already or, or something like that. Um, but as far as Jameis Winston, on Friday, he didn't look like himself to me. And, and to a lot of people, I know we're talking a little bit in the media room about it. And, um, you know, just talking to Evan Winter, who was also there from our site. Um, Jameis didn't look overly impressive. And then you know, they asked Coach Arians about it in, in the post-game, or not post-game, post-practice scrum, and, and he was like, oh, Jameis was fantastic. Um, you know, he did a lot of things, uh, a lot of things that they were looking for, I guess. And the one thing that I found interesting that they meant, that Arians mentioned was when Jameis and I guess a couple guys went up to FSU before camp started to work on some things, um, Coach Arians said something about he, they, they feel like Jameis might have thrown a little too much over there, or up there. Um, so we were we were kind of curious about that, and then it seemed like on Saturday, to me and to Evan, it seemed like they were they were kind of lessening his reps a little bit. He didn't seem to be throwing the ball uh, a whole a whole a whole bunch. But I wouldn't read too much into it. But I think the the quarterbacks, hopefully, pretty soon will start to look better and, and make some better throws. And to me, for Jameis, it wasn't necessarily the picks; it was just some just overthrown balls or not necessarily even overthrown balls. It was just he would throw the ball in and the receiver was nowhere near it. And it's not like it was an overthrow. It was just he it let it, he slipped out of his hand or something like that. So, you know, a couple of those um, throughout the first couple of days. But that was one thing for me Yeah, that, that I think I would have liked to see more out of the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, we, we are talking about the first couple of days of of training camp. You know, they're not going to be in midseason form. That's why they have training right. camp. So yeah, anybody that's that's you know already having a meltdown or or anything like that just <laughs> needs to needs to relax a little bit. Um you, you had the opportunity to speak with a few Buccaneers, and I want to touch on on those conversations, starting with a uh, a certain undrafted free agent wide receiver out of Buffalo in Anthony Johnson. What did you what did you take away from the conversation that you had with him as far as um you know kind of his his mental um approach to to the position that he's in right now? Yeah, I mean he he seemed uh confident about his ability to to show 
the coaches that, that he belongs. And he said, I asked him about playing in Bruce Arians offense. And he said, you know, he's a great coach. He's going to put the best players out there. And, and I'm trying to be one of those guys. Um, one of the thing, big things I took away was um, just I asked him about, you know, what can you do to, to really prove that to everyone? And he's talking about, you know, showing in practice, showing up in practice, catching everything thrown his way and, and building up trust with his quarterback that way. And that that's something that I, I, so I talked to him on Friday and then I watched him again on, on Saturday's practice pretty closely. And I even took a note of it on Twitter that he, he said that on Friday and it, on Saturday, it seemed like he was catching pretty much everything thrown his way. I didn't see him drop too many balls um, the first couple of days or, or not come up with catches when, when they went his way. So, I, yeah, I was impressed with him in the first couple of days. And he was somebody I had an eye on going into camp. Um, and I, I was also intrigued to, to see DeMarcus Lodge, the um, receiver out of Ole Miss. But he's been, he's been sidelined with an injury the first few days. Um, but, yeah, I really came out of that conversation thinking – that conversation in Saturday's practice thinking, man, he followed up on his word. He, he's trying to build that trust with his quarterbacks. You think he's going to make the team? I think he has a very good chance. I just another guy that had a, had a good couple first days is, is Justin Watson. I think he's kind of, and he can't say he cemented his spot this early, but he's he's showing that he kind of belongs in that conversation of, of being in a top four receiver for the Bucks. So, assuming they assuming they come up with uh, come into the season with five receivers, I like Johnson's chances as of right now. Um, but depending on Lodge and depending on how Bobo Wilson continues to, to play this um, throughout, throughout camp, you know, we'll see. But I, I do like his chances a lot. And doing my research a little bit on him before camp, you know, he was projected to be a draft pick. And he, just, he didn't test well at the Combine. I guess he came out of a, a smaller school in Buffalo. But he was projected by some. I saw him as a fourth a projected fourth rounder. And to go undrafted seems seems pretty wild. Um, he's, got the, he's got good build, good size, and seems like he has pretty pretty good hands. So I like his chances right now, yeah. You heard it here first. Bailey Adams hates Scotty Miller. You know what? <laughs> I completely forgot about Scotty Miller. And I don't know how because he had, he had a good first couple of days too. Um, man, you got me. <laughs> I do what I can. At least yeah. we're not bringing up your brother again. Oh, man. I haven't told him about that. I told my parents about it, and they thought it was hilarious. So I guess just – I don't know, man. Uh, Every well, time I'm on it, it's something. Eh, I, I, I do it to most guests, you know, at least <laughs> the ones that I'm comfortable enough doing it with. There are some that I will joke around like that off off air, but uh, you're one of the you're ones cool that I like enough to do it cool on You're cool exposing air. me on the air. Yes. Okay. let's flip over to uh to the other side of the ball and you had an opportunity to talk as you mentioned earlier with cornerback sean murphy bunting who has been performing extremely well from the moment he set foot at you know at the advent health training center i still always want to call it one buck Um, i still call it one buck and i don't even care (laughs) well david and i have to be careful you know, because if we have Scott or Carmen on, we we have to make yeah. sure that we're we're saying the appropriate uh, sponsorship. That, that's what the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, but you got to talk to to rookie cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting, and you were telling me off air about how how impressed you were with him, just his demeanor and his 
his approach. So why don't you you talk a little bit about about your exchange with Murphy Bunting? Yeah. So well, first of all, and in the first couple of practice, I talked about this earlier. He's getting his hands on the ball and he's coming up with picks. He just looks very impressive out there. And then, um, you know, I was, after practice ended on Saturday, I was kind of waiting around to talk to him for a little bit. And um, another thing I noticed is that he's he's very intentional with the fans and, and he took his time, you know, signing for, for everyone, taking pictures. And, you know, I always love to see that from, from players, especially rookie guys that, um, you know, this is their first shot. And he seemed, he seems very engaged with the fans, which I like, but, you know, coming to the conversation, um, you know, we talked about uh, his play in, in training camp so far and how well he knows the defense. And I, I came away very impressed with just, he was, he was very knowledgeable and, and just seemed like he has a grasp of so much right now, um, considering he's, he's learning two positions in, in Todd Bowles' defense. He's learning the, the outside, obviously, and then the nickel spot. And, and considering hey, he's having to you know, run around to, to both, um, both – I heard him talking, I think it was Jenna Lane, he was talking to, to her about just having to run back and forth and, and do stuff in the outside corners. And if you're working as nickel, he doesn't get much of a break, and, and he's excelling so far. Um, but, man, I came out of the, the conversation thinking this guy, is, he's a smart football player. He's got a good head on his shoulders, and you know he's he seems confident and, and very comfortable with with the defense and with the whole group uh, of secondary the whole secondary as a whole, um, which obviously I like to hear, um, considering how young this group is. He says you know they're ready, they're embracing the fact that about all of them are going to have to step up uh, at some point or another in the season. Do you have the opportunity to interact with uh, with Coach Arians at all? Um, so on Friday, uh, and I was around for his, his media scrum and, you know, I asked, I asked him a question, um, about Blaine Gabbert and, you know, he, he talked about how impressed he was with Gabbert, not only Gabbert today, but just Gabbert as an individual, um, you know, saying how unfortunate it's been that this is his ninth season and is only the second time he's been in the same offense. Um, but other than that, no, not too much. Um, one thing I did love is. I saw it on Saturday when they were outside. Um, his his golf cart is Bucks branded, and it's it's amazing looking. I really wanted to to ask him for a ride on it. So did Evan. Evan tweeted that out today. He was <laughs> right next to the passenger seat and tweeted out oh, the picture man. and just said, "Hey, coach, can I have a ride?" He should have hopped in. What do you think the reaction from Bruce would be if somebody just legit jumped in <laughs> to his golf cart? I think you go one or two ways. I think he would think it's either funny or he's in practice mode. He's in he's in football mode. And you're like, what are you doing? Get out. Go yeah, because that's that's a Bear Bryant thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know if you've had the opportunity to read Bruce's autobiography or not. Um, yeah, but yeah, he always talked about how when he was coaching for Bear Bryant, Bryant would drive the golf cart over to like one of those marching band um you know leader stands you know the conductor that's the Mm -hmm. word i'm looking for you know the conductor stands where they're up at the top and so bryant would watch the whole practice from up there come down get in his golf cart and drive back to the facility like so (laughs) seeing him in a golf cart i'm like you know what he's had his health issues um you know he's he's up there in age and he's gone full bear bryant and i could not love it more yeah, I will say like, he he was he was watching practice from the golf court at times, but he did at multiple points 
get up and, and stand behind drills as they were happening and looking on very, very stoically. And, um, yeah, man, I just, I liked a couple times just peeking over and seeing what he was doing and see how he was reacting. And he looked stone cold as a fox. He was just, you know, watching everything unfold and, and man, I'm so excited about him. Well, and, and speaking of Evan and Bruce Arians, he just tweeted out a, a wonderful quote from Bruce Arians uh, after the first day of pads where Arians said, quote, it was a bit raggedy. The noise went up and some guys pooped themselves. Now, <laughs> I don't know if B.A. actually used the word pooped or if Evan was just cleaning it up for Twitter. But, you know, this is where you know, and. and Bruce referenced it on, on Saturday. He said, we're looking for football players, not soccer players. And you turn, you turn the volume up a little bit and that's when you, you see who's who. So it'll be interesting to see how things kind of what domino effect they follow with this, with the padded practice and him basically already calling some guys out. And I'm sure those guys are going to get an earful uh, in the, in the locker room or, you know, in his, in his office or something, but yeah, I, I'm so excited about Bruce Arians. He's not going to put up with any crap and I love it. It's amazing. And I, I don't know if you saw pewter reports tweet where, uh, of course, Scott Reynolds runs that account and, and Scott had tweeted out that there was more hitting in the first 30 minutes of today's practice than there had been in the three years under Cutter combined. Man, I mentioned that to Evan. Not not that exact thing, but they were in shells on Friday and Saturday when when I, we were both there. He's obviously still there, but um, yeah, even in even in shells, they were they were having some contact, and you know, guys were you know closing in on passes and not being really afraid to to knock into a receiver or knock a receiver down and you kind of cringe a little bit hoping like, all right, no injuries, please. But it's something that I remember last, last year, I remember Pewter Report was big on talking about, you know, how soft their cutters training camps were. And in three days, it's very clear that it's not the same way with Bruce Arians. Yeah. You, you talk about injuries. I mean, imagine if, if what happened to AJ green happened to Mike Evans and how fast this season would derail just from that. Oh, I don't want to think about it. Oh, it's rough. It's rough. All right. Well, Bailey, I think that's just about it for this episode. This has been the Locked on Bailey podcast because I just let him go. <laughs> he had all the good stuff. I was just, you know, here to guide him. Um, that's all. Oh, no, no, no. That was that was the whole reason that we wanted you on the show and appreciate you <laughs> filling in for David. David had to fly across the country. Uh, he was still dealing with car rental and and hotel check-in and hadn't eaten anything all day and it's like you know what take the night off but i'm still gonna make you edit the show because i don't want to mess with it um but yeah any any parting thoughts or, or closing thoughts on your your first couple of days of training camp before you get the opportunity to head back next week um no i just think the the first two days were very fun um very noticeable that like bruce arian said there was going to be no music no music out there it was just um, you know, pretty big group of fans both days, um, cheering on the Bucks and a lot of a lot of teaching out there from from the staff and you know, you love to see that kind of stuff. Um, you know, very excited about the rest of camp, but I can tell you it's gonna probably take about three weeks, maybe after the second preseason game where I'm gonna be like, All right, 
enough practice, enough preseason games. Let's just get it going. <laughs> now, for our listeners that may have children and want to attend practice, should they listen to Bruce's advice and, and make their children wear earplugs? Um, I didn't hear anything, honestly. Um, I don't think I don't think Coach Arians was ever close enough to the sideline or, or ever yelling loud enough for anyone to hear anything. Um, maybe just to be safe, but I think everything <laughs> should be fine. All right. Well, Bailey, certainly appreciate having you on tonight. Uh, and of course, all of you need to check out all the stuff that Bailey and Evan did over the past couple of days at BucksNation.com. They were churning out some fantastic uh, training camp content. And of course, Bailey's interviews with Murphy Bunting and wide receiver Anthony Johnson are on there as well. As for me, of course, you can check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Uh, you can check out everything David is doing while he's abroad uh, at BucksNation.com. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841. We do have some voicemails already. We're going to get to those when David comes back tomorrow. Uh, make sure you're checking out everything going on on Twitter at Locked on Bucks at Jarko underscore Bucks at Bailey J Adams 22 at DH 82 underscore Bucks and at Bucks underscore nation. Hope you all have an absolutely phenomenal day. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.